something I say all the time. The proof is in the pudding. Meaning, look at the evidence. Yep. Look at the pattern. And I feel like I say it a lot to people. Where it's like, I'm, you know, so-and-so's listening to so-and-so. It's like, you look at their life. Why are you going to oh, them for I, mentoring? I look don't at their understand life. the people that, the people that some will go, just because they, they talk like they know it all. Yeah. And because they talk that way, we just assume, oh, right. they must be really smart. Yeah. I'm going to go to them for advice. When, yeah. It's like, why are you going to them for parenting advice? Look at their kids. Yes. Like, that's, where, that's where you start. <laughs> why are you going to them for marriage advice? Full, I don't want their marriage. Is in, yeah, that's, that's right. great. And here's but, the thing. John would agree with me on the would. proof is in the pudding. And we'll see it in here. We're going to see it here. And you're listening to Between the Lines. I'm Scott. I'm Junior. First John chapter three is on the docket for today. And I'll start reading. It says, see how very much our father loves us. For he calls us his children. And that is what we are. But the people who belong to this world don't recognize that we are God's children because they don't know him. Dear friends, we are already God's children, but what he has not yet shown us, what we will be like when Christ appears. But we do know what we will be like, I'm sorry, that we will be like him, for we will see him <laughs> Just as all he really emphasis, is. The emphasis on the yeah, right word. Right? Yeah, <laughs> I had that emphasis wrong. <laughs> And all who have this eager expectation will keep themselves pure, just as he is pure. Mm. Everyone who sins is breaking God's law, for all sin is contrary to the law of God. And you know that Jesus came to take away our sins, and there is no sin in him. Anyone who continues to live in him will not sin, but anyone who keeps on sinning does not know him or understand who he is. So he's not saying that you lose your salvation because you continue to sin, but it's like what we've talked about before. If you, you know, a sheep falls in the mud and wants to get out. A Christian falls into sin, wants to get out. But a pig that falls in the mud wants to stay there. An unbeliever falls into sin, they want to stay there. If there hasn't been any tangible change in your life since your profession of faith in Jesus, you've got to take a look at yourself and ask why. Why why has not there not been that transformation? Because, of course, if Jesus is in me and I have God's spirit in my heart and in my life, which is the changing of my desires, well, my if my desires have changed, then my life should have changed. Yeah. So if the life hasn't changed, it's probably because the desires haven't been changed. And then has there really been repentance? Right. That's, I mean, it, that's his argument. Yeah. Verse seven, dear children, don't let anyone deceive you about this. Now he's about to say your proof is in the pudding. Don't let anybody deceive you about this. When people do what is right, it shows they are righteous, even as Christ is righteous. Well, the interesting thing is the wordplay there, because uh, the right and righteous, it's the same English form, but it is in the Greek as well. Yeah. And so, yeah, of course, you, you, your your life is going to be characterized by righteousness if you're doing the right things. And I love that he says, like, don't let anybody deceive you about this. He calls almost, mm-hmm. you know, he calls us children. He's saying, you know, in other words, he's saying, watch who's influencing you. Mm-hmm. Look at their life. Make sure that they are righteous. Make sure they are doing what's right. And how do you make sure you're doing what's right? Look at their life. Are they righteous? But when people keep on sinning, it shows that they belong to the devil who has been sinning since the beginning. But the Son of God came to destroy the works of the devil. Those who have been born into God's family do not make a practice of sinning because God's life is in them. So they can't keep on sinning because they are children of God. So now we can tell who are children of God and who are children of the devil. Anyone who does not live righteously and does not love other believers does not belong to God. Mm, Yeah. Take it to verse 11. Sure. This is the message you have heard from the beginning. We should love one another. We must not be like Cain, who belonged to the evil one and killed his brother. And why did he kill him? Because Cain had been doing what was evil, and his brother had been doing what was righteous. So don't be surprised, your brothers and sisters, if the world hates you. And and sometimes people are going to just not like you because of the life that you live. 
And because you choose to not do the things that they are doing, they feel judged or condemned. Yeah. Even though you may not be putting any judgment on them or making any condemning statements or any, anything at all, just because of the way you're living, sometimes people are going to dislike you because you're doing the right well, thing. Well, and it's also, I saw, I was listening to a podcast with uh, Erman McManus. Uh-huh. You've heard oh, yeah. of him, right? Yeah, absolutely. And he was talking just about leadership, but it also goes within the Christian life as well, that sometimes you break through a ceiling, you know, you you improve your your life. And your old friends don't want to hang out with you right. anymore because it stirs in them envy. This guy yeah. broke through that ceiling and, and we don't want to follow mm-hmm. him. But the, the same works with our Christian walk too. You, you end up breaking through a ceiling of, of sin and you got your your friends who aren't believers. They're not going to want anything to do with you yeah. because, because you've broken through that and they don't want to follow you. But also we can do some things that can help. And that is, I know like for, for a person who breaks through a ceiling and becomes successful while his friends did not, Having a humble attitude and remembering your Absolutely. roots and reaching out to them and making sure that they know that you still look up to them, that they are your friend. That Now, yeah. sometimes it, it won't, but more often than not, it does make a difference. And I think it's yeah. the same way when it comes to people that feel condemned just because you're living a good lifestyle. That taking on that attitude of humility and loving them, showing them Christ's love, it can make a difference. Yeah. Let's keep going here. In verse 14, if we love our brothers and sisters who are believers, it proves that we have passed from death to life, but a person who has no love is still dead. Anyone who hates another brother or sister is really a murderer at heart, and you know that murderers don't have eternal life within them. And also, along with this argument, is the fact that we're part of the body of Christ, and within the body, one body part is not going to hate the other body part. That would be a disease. The autoimmune diseases, in fact, are when you've got part of the body that's attacking the other part of the body. Well, when that happens in the body of Christ within Christianity, we know there's something majorly wrong. And that usually is an indication that, and that's what John is saying, that you're not really a believer. Because if you're a believer, you're going to love other believers. We know what real love is because Jesus gave up his life for us. So we also ought to give up our lives for our brothers and sisters. If someone has enough money to live well and sees a brother or sister in need, but shows no compassion, how can God's love be in that person? Dear children, let's not merely say that we love each other. Let us show the truth by our actions. There again is the proof of the pudding. Our actions will show that we belong to the truth. So we will be confident when we stand before God. Even if we feel guilty, God is greater than our feelings and he knows everything. Dear friends, if we don't feel guilty, we can come to God with bold confidence, meaning that because he's taken away that guilt and we will receive from him whatever we ask because we obey him and do the things that please him. And this is his commandment. We must believe in the name of his son, Jesus Christ, and love one another just as he commanded us. Those who obey God's commandments remain in fellowship with him and he with them. And we know he lives in us because the spirit he gave us lives in us. I want to point out something here in verse 23 and 24. I was sitting with a guy in a a cigar yesterday. Mm -hmm. And the guy was just talking about belief, you know, believe in scripture. You just got to believe in Jesus. And it's like, yeah, belief doesn't mean believe in the existence of. It's the word, uh, is it? Pistuo, yeah. Pistuo, yep. which means I'm believing enough to put my faith in to then step out in yeah. in faith. Mm-hmm. And and that's exactly what John is saying here in verse 23. It's like, we must believe in the name of the Son. doesn't mean believe in the existence of, because verse 24 says, those who obey God's commandment remain in fellowship with him. Mm-hmm. So we believe in Jesus enough to obey Jesus. Yeah. And it's not the obedience that gives us salvation, of course. And we've said that a lot, yeah, but right. um, we do want to reiterate that. But true belief has steps of faith. Yeah, I, I, there's a great saying that says we are saved by grace alone, but saving grace doesn't come alone. Yeah. 
because when we have God's grace, then there's going to be a desire to do what is right to follow him. Right. All right. Let's get over to Proverbs 27. Again, lots of great practical stuff in this chapter, Proverbs 27. And I think this is timely for us right now. Verse uh, verse 7 says, honey seems tasteless to a person who is full, but even bitter food tastes sweet to the hungry. Yeah. So yesterday was Christmas. Yeah. And you guys had a big meal at home. Mom and I ate well. Yeah. And after our meal, I didn't feel like eating anything. <laughs> I, you know, after we got done eating, it's like, you know, it's, it's funny because in the evenings, I, I usually will have some peanuts and crack peanuts open and eat them or I'll be snacking on something. And it, it's, it's not a good habit. It's a terrible habit. But uh, you, you really should go to bed hungry. But... Uh, we had such a good meal for Christmas dinner that when it was all over, I wasn't hungry. Because when you eat a lot, you don't necessarily desire all that much. And there's a really a good lesson in this. I think that when we receive so much, we live in a day when pleasure is handed to us at every turn, that we have such soft lives. I th- and people of any other time in history and people around the world would trade places with us in a heartbeat. And yet, for some reason, people in America have trouble finding happiness, yeah. even though we've got it so good. Yeah. It's because we've been eating everywhere. way too much yeah. honey. Right. We're eating too much honey. And we don't enjoy it. It's actually one of the reasons why I like living in the north where we get some cold weather, because I... I actually feel like, man, when the when the summer comes, I think I enjoy that summer weather sure. more than anybody who lives down south. I mean, we, we got people that live down south, and they yeah. say, well, you should come and try it. But, yeah. uh, you know, that listen well, to between the yeah, lines. All but, you people down south, all you yeah. do is just like, you, you suffer all summer, <laughs> and then come January, like, oh, look at me, I'm at the beach. It's yeah. like, all right, whatever. And, well, yeah, in the summertime, yeah. we were out on the beach, and <laughs> you were like dying in the air conditioning. <laughs> so, but, uh, you know, let me say this, Dad, because um, I've, I've just been following like this, uh, this doctor on like Instagram uh-huh. and I'm trying to do a lot of the stuff that he's advising. And this is one, actually a verse, not he hasn't quoted this verse, but a lot of his training is through this verse is he says, try to suffer all day long. So at the very end of the day, before you go to bed, you ha- you have like a little bit of pleasure to like lay down into bed. So he's oh, like, nice. uh, and this is more for men. He's like, yeah. take a cold shower right away in the morning. Just wake <laughs> yourself up. Don't just lay there in a nice hot shower uh-huh. and enjoy the shower, but like take a cold shower then get up and work out really hard, then eat very healthy. Then by the end of the day, eight o'clock, nine o'clock, it's like this verse. It's just like, uh-huh. all right, this is a very sweet moment right now that that's I just cool. get to relax. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. All right. So International Day of what? Leftovers Day. Mm. I guess all the leftovers from Christmas. Yeah, well, we I love leftovers. Though. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Leftover Chinese. I think I like leftover Chinese better than fresh Chinese, <laughs> which is kind of weird. But my mother-in-law for Christmas, she made... um. She made a really good uh, prime rib, mm. and it's kind of like the tradition. She always oh, makes wow. like a prime rib. It's like yeah. medium rare, almost rare, and so that's sitting in my fridge. I've been enjoying uh, that the last couple of days. Very nice. So, yeah, very nice. Enjoy some leftovers. Don't throw it all out. Don't go off and buy new food. Just hey, I hope you're having a great week. And if you got the week off, man, and if you got kids, spend this week with your kids. Do some things. Be creative. Even if there's no snow out there, just get out there. Do do some things together and be, you know, enjoy yourself as a family. And eat leftovers. And eat some leftovers, right? See you tomorrow. Now.